Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I am your host. And today, we are back at it with some Instagram Live, and I have a special artist and guest for you today, local recording and performing artist, I Eyes. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. Well, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, my name is E.I.S. I'm a recording artist from Houston, Texas. Um, I don't classify myself as a rapper or a singer. I just like to call myself an artist because I like to just create whatever comes to my mind. So, yeah, and um, I just love to create. And um, I'm from Houston, Texas, and uh, music is my passion. Wonderful, wonderful. And forgive me because... I have the memory of a goldfish, so I meant to say E-I's. It's okay. okay. Please forgive me. I swear I'm not a jerk. I'm just kind of slow. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> a lot of people say eyes. A lot of people say E-I's. A lot of people say the real eyes. I mean, it's okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate your patience. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so how did you get into this music game, man? What inspired you? Well, since I was little, I always had a passion for music. I remember uh, my first introduction to music was being a part of the church choir. So that was my first start of getting a taste to perform. Uh, my mom would sign me up in church choir classes, uh, performance arts, you know, anything that has to do with um, creativity. So I got an early start when I was young to, in a music business. Plus my mom, she sing, my brothers, they sing. So I can say it also comes from a talented family. So that's my start. Oh, yes, honey. Oh, yes, honey. And so you don't got that classical train. You got that spiritual training, honey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes oh, yes. I heard about that. I can always tell an artist based on, like, if they got that church spiritual talent, because I'm like, oh, no, they got that, you know, vibrato. They got that That's performance. Right. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so what is the inspiration behind your artist name, your lyrics, and your music style? The inspiration behind my artist name, um, I remember I was in art class and my teacher was having us to do these CD covers. And uh, basically we were supposed to recreate another famous artist's CD cover. But I was being a little bit rebellious and going against the grain. So I decided to do my own CD cover. So that day in art class, I just pulled out a piece of scratch paper. And that's the moment I discovered my name, E.I.S., so the letter E stands for my biological name, which is Edward. And the eyes, I had always received a lot of compliments on my eyes. And I just merged those two together. And that's how I came up with E-Eyes. I like that. I like that. Thank you. And you told me before when we were first talking about setting up. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> we were talking about that before when we were setting up the, the appointment for the session that you bring a lot of inspiration for positivity and growth in your music. That's right. And I like that you put the eyes in there and your name because the eyes is the door to the soul. I agree. So, 100%. you know, very much important. You could tell a lot about somebody by their eyes. Oh, yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> so what was your first studio session and uh, performance experience like for you? Well, my actually first studio, studio uh, experience, it was kind of like in a closet, like a home studio closet. So it wasn't like the best high-class, professional, glamorous studio, but that's where I got my training from. I started on how to record, uh, how to deliver my words and pronunciations much better, how to make the song come together. So it's just, I remember years ago, my brother had this recording studio at his house and I went over and that's how I got my first start um, learning how to record. 
That's excellent. That's excellent. And what about your first live performance? What was the experience was that? My first live performance, I mean, I came a long ways, to be honest with you, because when I used to perform, I would be all over the stage. I would be out of breath. Uh, I couldn't even finish the song because, you know, I would give just too much over-the-top energy. So now since I had develop my artist development, my training skills, my performance skills and delivery skills. I know how to just tone everything down and just give the audience enough to make them go crazy. So it's definitely lots of improvement. Oh, <laughs> I yes. Can say. And I mean, me with my stagehand background, I've had to set up those LED lights before. And after the show, I realized how hot they can get. So I understand you running around with those lights can right. get crazy. Absolutely. And, you know, people think, you know, some may, people may, you know, not have in, a knowledge about rappers and hip hop artists, how they do their method, you know, for, you know, vocals and things. But True. singing, rapping, that diaphragm is it takes a lot working out of you. for you. Absolutely. Is there any kind of a specific like exercise you like to do to make sure your vocals and everything is good in check? I like to drink hot tea with honey. I like to also take lozenges to help you with your voice. And I also like to do uh, vocal warm ups because I think even if you're a rapper, it's still good to take up vocal lessons. Indeed, because, you know, I, I could go on the mic right now and try to, you know, rhyme or, you know, mm -hmm. say poetry even, but it's not the same. Like right. you really deliver your like a part of your personality and maybe your stage presence That's when right. you're doing that. That's right. It's wonderful. Yes, ma'am. And so what kind of tools or gears do you like to use when you're doing your recordings or your live performances? Or do you like to try different techniques each time? I like to try different things. I like to play around to see what works. I don't like to stay in the same box. Um, normally, when I go to the studio, I have my engineers to do all of that great stuff so they know what to make me sound good and look good. Uh, I'll leave that to the pros. <laughs> but honestly, um, I'm always up to working with new gear, like new microphones, new uh, preamps, uh, Logic Pro, whatever the case may be. But uh, I'm open to everything. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you said, you know, you've made some drastic improvements and adjustments to your live performances. So is there anything that you'd like to do before or during that helps you to really deliver your your vision forward? Well, I like to get into like a calm space, like, you know, not too much going on. I don't like to do a lot of talking. Uh, I like to like get in my secret element to get ready to perform. And that's just kind of like being quiet, not talking a lot. Uh, probably like being like in the back room if I can, like behind stage just to get in that element. But that's about it. And just drinking a lot of water. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Especially right now. My goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Lots of water. Okay. Yes, please. So working as an indie artist, how did you assemble your music team and your contacts? What kind of criteria was important for you when selecting the people closest to you for your music projects? Dedication, hard work. I look for somebody that have worth ethic skills 100 percent um because i want somebody else to outwork me you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying we're a team and i'm that type of artist i give credit where credit is due so i want everybody around me to work extremely hard you know i feel like the teamwork makes the dream work so um i look for honesty loyalty uh commitment and um just lots of talent and because I'm the type of person that I like to take my team that I'm with right now from the beginning with me when I'm at the top. I feel like that's a special moment that will last forever because you've been there at the ground zero with me. That means a lot. So that means that you could be at the top with me because we've been through it all. So I'll just look for all of those things within um, somebody just keeping it professional and real 100% across the board. 
I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I mean, yes, you don't, you, you don't, you as artists, you know, you're, your guys are like music superheroes and you're being so selfless by delivering this, your art and your feelings and everything to us, the fans, the listeners. And for someone to boo-boo all over that, you know, it's, it's right. not acceptable. I agree. And, you know, when I was working as a stagehand, I was like, this stage is going to be immaculate. The drums are going to be where they need to be because the artist is coming here and all they need to do is be in the zone. You're a professionist. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. And so you have stayed consistent releasing new music every year since you started in 2017 with your earliest singles, Booty Call, Do a Little Dance, and you released your EP Masterpiece, which has your and your latest single, Merry Go Round. So what helps you maintain your creative process? Um, it's my passion for music. Um, that love for music will never die. Uh, we can't see the future, but I know one thing, it's always going to have something to do with music on my end. Um, so that's to the core of my bones. And to be honest with you, um, staying consistent and just always working also feed my passion too. I love to work. I'd be up 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning just working, either writing songs, listening to different type of producers' work, catalogs, uh, reaching out to emails, responding back to people, um, making up PR, Instagram marketing content, social media content. I'm just always working, but um, staying consistent. I try to release something every year, but at the same time, I know that uh, it takes a while to create that special record. I can release records probably once a week, every hour, but it's not going to have that meaning to them. It's not going to be special because you're just putting something together and you're just putting it out there. So I like to to take my time with records because... I like to sound different. I don't want to do what's mainstream, what's popular, what's trendy. I'm against that in a way, you know? So it takes a moment to create those masterpieces. So that's why it takes me longer to put out records because I'm finding that secret sauce while I'm working behind the scenes. And I respect that. Yeah, man. You know, and that's what I'm saying, you know, from going from stagehand to engineer to podcaster, it's like, you know, you got to respect the artist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because they, y'all are really like doing us a solid, you know, because music saves, man. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. So like if you if you don't treat the artist with respect, how can you expect them to deliver their best product? Oh, yeah. I agree. 100 percent. Wonderful. And you've been on, featured in multiple publications and radio podcast shows, including Voyage Houston, 93.5 FM, KWDC Delta College Radio, Twist Online, The West Leaf, and recently Dream Chaser Radio. So how'd you get introduced to these contexts and what was your experience like? It's always a wonderful experience getting opportunities to get yourself out there as an artist, creator, whatever. Like it's a wonderful experience. But um, I also run my own indie record label, which is Purple Sunrise Entertainment. So therefore, I make sure that I'm everything. I'm wearing a lot of hats. I'm the a I'm the manager. I'm the uh, producer. I'm the songwriter, the artist, the creator. Uh, I got to draft contracts and got to make sure that my material is together so I, that it won't get stolen. I mean, it's a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes. So one of those things is making sure that I'm reaching out to these publications to make sure that I'm getting myself out there as an artist. You know what I'm saying? I got to put that grind into reaching out to everybody, blogs, radio stations, uh, whoever I can reach, college radio stations. I'm going for it. Uh, I don't care if they're stepping major artists. I still submit my stuff because you just never know. And I mean, 
we can argue all day about what is considered a major artist, what's considered indie artist. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that the name artist. We are artists. Yes. Okay. I agree. You know, we're whether, all artists, whether it's your kid that made a picture for you and you put it on your refrigerator or it's a Picasso painting. It is art. Oh, yeah. It, it's meaningful to oh, yeah. you. Excellent. Excellent. And so what are the kind of things that you like uh, when uh, you're in your own space and you're setting up, you know, to get into the creative process and things like that? Like you mentioned, you like to have your tea to help with your your exercise and things like that. Mm-hmm. But wearing so many different hats like. How do you do it, man? (laughs) Well, um, I tell people to don't overdo it. Don't put too much on your plate to where you're drowning yourself. Uh, Do a little bit at a time because you're only one team. Um, If you have a small budget, learn different creative ways to how to work that budget. You know, because you can do a lot with a little budget if you know what to do. Mm -hmm. And um, just find creative resources to just make things work and just... Stay grounded, but also I think for me, I also listen to motivation videos that's dealing with music, spiritual life that helps keep me grounded because this industry can take a toll on you. So that what helps keep me grounded overall is just dang persistence and just following peace, love and joy. <laughs> no lie. No lie. I mean, not not to sound discouraging, but, you know, it's it's a little intimidating It is for the artists, for the engineers, anyone in the business, mm-hmm. you know. Because I don't think anyone's replaceable, but others may have a funky attitude. Lots of funky attitudes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you always got to remain professional. And you can't let the outside source see what's going on behind the scenes. Because you're like this artist and you got to paint this pretty picture when it's not always glamorous. But you're right about that. And, you know, you have a wonderful vernacular, not just as a rapper, performer, but also, you know, here in public speaking oh, and things. You. So how did you get to be so well with your communication and your presence? Um, <laughs> I think it just came naturally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the best way I can put it. Um, it goes back to my artist development skills, to learning like how to speak and how to perform and how to carry yourself as an artist. Um, yeah, it goes back to my roots. So you really did your research. You weren't just going to be like, I'm going to be a good musician and make a lot of sales. You wanted to be well-rounded with oh, business yeah. and everything. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. Excellent. And you got that church background, so you know <laughs> mama's listening. She's She didn't raise no fool. All right. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. reputation of you is the reputation of your family. And, your, and clearly, they did an excellent job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And so you've done live performances, not only on stage, but online, on YouTube, for example. So how did you get that done? What what first started it? Well, I don't have like a major team behind me. So whenever I come up with a creative idea, I just roll with it. I say, you know what? We about to make this happen. Create like a game plan and we're going to make it work. I don't care how it turned out, but we're going to do the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, during the pandemic, when uh, COVID first happened, I had this idea because, you know, nobody was going on tour. Everybody was at home. So I say, forget it. I'm going to just start doing my own virtual live shows. I would go to like Guitar Center, rent out like PA systems, uh, lights, things like that. And I found like a a little rehearsal space for like $15 an hour. And I'll take like one of my friends with me, Antoinette, if she's watching, what's up? I said, hey, you're going to be my DJ for this uh, live performance. You're going <laughs> to take care of my music. And um, I would just use my iPhone and just set everything up and just go with it. And 
I just went with the flow. But I love live stream performances because they teach you how to work with gear behind the scenes, like lighting, uh, technical issues, and how you can overcome those things. So I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. And I commend you for that, you know. Uh, it, 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 Yeah. You, so, you know, it is not that easy just to put on a production. No, not at all. Oh, my goodness. Has there any kind of uh, been situations where it's like you try some things and you're like, uh, I'm not too big on this or, oh, no, I really like this method? Honestly, I haven't really ran into that type of situation. Everything that I do, it works out. Uh, because one thing about me, I don't set my, okay, this is what I'm going to do too high. I know that it's achievable. So I set those at a lower rate to achieve whatever I'm trying to do. So it always works out. Like if I have like a video concept ideal, especially my first music video until the day we die, it was like very, uh, like in the woods, at a park, um, Lots of scenery, very like outdoorish and stuff like that. I had that concept in mind. I told my video videographer about it. I said, hey, I have this concept. I kind of want it to be kind of like the get out movie type of feel, but I want it to be very artsy, like very kind of like, you know, like independent survivor, like trying to like run through the woods and all that stuff. And the video came out amazing. Like, no light. Yes. <laughs> and so like things like that just let me know, like once I have like that ideal in my head, I just go for it. And I make it work. Like, but if I know I can't bring a vision to a life, to a certain song, like a video, I don't touch it until I'm ready to bring that vision to life because I want it to be my very best. That's that's very, very smart. I like that. Thank you, you know. I think some people, you know, including myself, I'll admit it, you know, sometimes get a little, you know, thinking uh, we're, we're a little eager beavers and we want to be like, I want to climb the Eiffel Tower like in five seconds and my asthmatic butt is not climbing that thing <laughs> right okay. it's like you got to stay within like your reach and know what you can do and you got to be realistic about it and you know even you know your your background was for that music video until the day i die was you know in a park you know in the foresty kind of area mm -hmm. and like you said yeah it looked really good it was miraculous Thank it you. was to the point it wasn't too busy mm -hmm. but you know you don't need all this flashy stuff to you put don't. on great performance you don't and so is those the kind of elements you typically like when, you, when you're when uh, you presenting your music, the more natural kind of vibe to it, not super busy? Right. I like it more natural or organic, but I also like to add like cool props, like things that I can bring on board, like outfits or anything that could like bring the video to life 10 times better. But other than that, I just like to keep it basic and just work my natural creative talent and just let that play off the camera. Because if you... Down to earth, you're yourself when you come onto camera. That camera's going to love you. So just feed into that camera and just let the work do itself. And if you have a good videographer that knows what he's doing, then he can make things 10 times better when he's in an editor room. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, a good prop and things like that, whatever. But it's like uh, what I appreciate about your videos, too, you know, I don't mean to sound biased as a as a woman, you know, but it's like, you know, if you want to have background dancers and things like that looking, you know, attractive, whatever, that's fine. But sometimes it's kind of distracting. So I appreciate that the focus is more on the music, not on the background. I agree with you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And so in today's times, artists have various platforms that they can utilize for publishing their works. What platforms do you like best? And do you notice any certain platforms that offer better resources for marketing and promotion? I would say TikTok. Yeah. Um, you can get really far on TikTok and YouTube. 
Um, I know YouTube is taking a, a little shift right about now because they have a lot of things going on behind the scenes. But YouTube and TikTok are like two of the most powerful platforms an artist needs to be on. Um, and the TikTok algorithm is so easy to catch on. And um, so I would give artists those two advice is to get on TikTok and YouTube and put as much content out. Um, yeah, because that's the also the organically way to build your fan base. Because everybody like on Instagram and all these small platforms as artists is oversaturated. So it's like artists trying to become fans of other artists, which that's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to like build your organic fan base, TikTok and YouTube, because you have a different variety of everybody that's on those platforms looking for the next new best thing. So that's how you really put together your fan base. I feel like I could I should have had a V8 moment right now because like <laughs> you just said that in the best words and explanation because, you know, yeah, on those uh, social media websites and things like that, and even on like some audio streaming only platforms, it's all about follow me, subscribe. Exactly. But, you know, with TikTok and YouTube, you don't have to do that to get the views. Bingo. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was today years old when I came to that conclusion. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, sweetie. <laughs> So like you were mentioning before, on your YouTube page, you released some behind-the-scenes videos about your production life and your indie artist and tips for advice for other artists. What made you decide to share this valuable information with their fans and followers? I feel like a lot of people don't know what to do. Uh, even though we live in a uh, day and age where you can build your own platforms from like in your living room, a lot of people still don't know and a lot of people still need guidance. Uh, you got people that want to overcharge people for this and that, where you can find everything online for free. They want to sell you courses. They want to sell you books. And they want to sell you all this nonsense. But I think it's like free knowledge that you can find yourself. So I don't mind passing that torch to others. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially your behind-the-scenes footage I was talking about, your shooting of Until the Day I Die. Yes, and being an indie artist, you know, you were you were just telling people, it's like, like you were saying earlier, like, I'm putting my best foot forward to make mm -hmm. sure I get this out to you within reasonable time, but not making it rushed. Exactly. You know, and that's the kind of stuff that we need to hear, man. Oh, you yeah. know, oh, even yeah. if we're not, you know, mus musicians, you know, sometimes, you know, like me doing this podcast, it's like, I don't want to rush production and make it sound like we were recording in a garage. Like I really right. want to make it sound good. Yeah, And you take really lots of like hard work and like dedication within your podcast. And I appreciate you. Um, being very dedicated to your craft. I admire people like that. You're going to go far. Oh. Keep up the good work. Oh, yeah. thank you. You're, You're too welcome, kind, sweetie. honey. You too, man. You're I mean, I, I'm, you know, like in a year, uh, you know, you're going to be doing this and that and the <laughs> other kind of thing, you know. I mean, you're already doing much, you know what I'm saying? Thank but you. a year from now, I'm like, yeah, I remember. I got to sit next to I eyes. Oh. That's right. What's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not going to act any different. Like, you're welcome to come to any VIP show whatever the case may be, come behind the stage. And I mean that because I think the people that are giving you opportunity now while you're starting at ground zero, literally, those are the ones that need to be at you when you make it to the top because the major people, the major blogs, the major radio stations, the gatekeepers, they kept you out. So the ones that was local down to earth that gave you opportunities and resources, that means a lot to take them with you. Absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, the feedback has been overwhelming. I've met such many incredible individuals like yourself, you know, since starting this. And it's just amazing. Aww. 
And so one of my favorite lyrics is from one of your songs on your EP masterpiece. We talked about until the day I die. And it's one of my favorite lines is we're going to keep providing people, excuse me, we're going to keep proving people wrong until the day we die. Can you please elaborate off of that line? What were you thinking when you wrote that particular lyric? Well, throughout life, we always, I think everybody ran across doubters, dream crashers, uh, people that told them, no, um, I don't see your vision and things like that. Like the CEO of Amazon, like he started years ago in his garage. Didn't nobody believe in him? Like lots of people told him no. And look where he's at today. So that's where that line came from. Like we're going to always keep proving people wrong who told us no. And that's like a, a, a victory to enjoy. That's like your torch to carry to the end of your race because that person told you no. Now look where you at. But the whole entire concept behind it to the day we die came from working at this miserable job I had. It was a toxic work environment. My GM, he was a butthole. <laughs> Everything was just crappy at that job, mm-hmm. you know. And I've been there for a minute, but been at that job, I lost my self-esteem a little bit, sad to say. Um, I lost my creativity, my passion. So, But within those dark moments, I turned that into something positive. And that's how I ducked into my creativity space. And that's how I came up with Until the Day We Die. Uh, I love that. And uh, that's that's a very relatable experience for a lot of people, you know. So yes, I really ma'am. appreciate that you put that out there in the way that you did. Yes, ma'am. And I mean, and that communication, that vernacular, man, I mean, just <laughs> solid, man. Yes. Thank you. So you're close to wrapping up your 2022 radio tour, which you've been doing a lot of shows here in Houston, online and in person. And you're about to do the last leg of your tour. So how's it been like coming back to doing live music since a pandemic? It's amazing, to be honest with you, because you can reinteract with people again. You can meet people, network, you know what I'm saying? Shake hands and... Uh, go back to the old-fashioned way of networking because at the same time, the business is all about who you know and you want to make sure you're in the right places at the right time. So that's amazing. And just doing normal stuff, performing, going to festivals and just mingling, networking, like it's incredible. Um, But one thing I can say for sure, coming back to like, performing, I think people appreciate music 10 times more than they ever done before, especially like concerts, because the value of concert tickets are way higher now versus when they was before the pandemic. So I think that says a lot by itself right there. Indeed, indeed. And I mean, it's true. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been going to shows for for years, but I really appreciate that you guys, you know, do an online platform uh, performances to come in back and maybe doing small shows for your safety and the safety of the fans. But, you know, I really appreciate you guys finding a way to bring your music to us. Thank you. And I definitely appreciate that. And one thing I can add on to that is that I'm currently on a independent radio tour. Uh, it's been a wonderful journey. That's something that I also created on my own as an artist to like kind of build my own platform, not waiting to somebody knock on my door and hand anything to me. I get up and I make it work on my own. And I, and that feels amazing, like booking venues and booking different things on your own and like, you know, people reaching back out to you. Like, it's an amazing feeling and it's a blessing at the same time. That's excellent. And so you're going to be doing a opening for a show in Warehouse Live here soon. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, right now it's not set in stone. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's like a, how can I say this? It's kind of like a contest, 
but it's not a contest at the same time. Uh, so fingers crossed. I'm hoping, hoping that I will be selected to open up for um, this incredible performer. But it's not set in stone yet. So fingers crossed. I'm a little bit nervous. That's why I keep stuttering over my words. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not st- set in stone. But hopefully, maybe I will have the opportunity to open up well, for her, Janae. Wonderful. Well, I mean, if there's anything that the fans and followers can do, if there's like a voting poll or something, or we can send a letter to Congress, let us know, oh. honey, <laughs> so we can get this done. Hey, that'd be so dope. Yeah, no, I'm for real. Okay, like seriously, let me know. I'll send a letter to Congress right now. I'll be like, hey, I, I need to open up for people at Warehouse Live bef- and then headline. Okay, please. Oh, thank uh, you. That means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> no, y- y- thank you, man, for blessing us with your presence on the podcast, man. No problem. And I thank you for the opportunity. Like this opportunity means a lot. Uh, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for giving artists like myself an opportunity to shine, to get our music out there. That means a lot. And God bless you. I don't mean to talk all spiritual and this and that. You know, forgive me if people are against that. But I mean those words from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, that just goes to validate that I'm not being a jerk or I'm not just, I'm not doing something Fisher Price. Like what I'm doing, regardless if I'm using road mics, sure mics, or, you know, a karaoke mic, I'm trying to get the thing done give the best professional experience to y'all and most importantly get y'all's music out there because we need to hear this honey absolutely and it means a lot to us as an artist too so thank you yes sir thank you do you have any last little bit of advice for the listeners i would say uh whatever you're doing creative wise uh whatever you have a passion for go for it don't let nobody stop you uh, it's your music it's your creativity if you feel it in your heart that was that sound, that direction, that creativity, go for it. Go for it. Just go for it. Go for it. Go for it. That's the motto. Go for it. <laughs> you heard it from the man yourself, okay? Don't let nobody stop you. Don't worry about the haters and go for it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. And thank you guys for joining us on Instagram Live. We appreciate you. We love you. And go ahead and check out the rest of II's shows that's coming up. And whenever the time comes, if there is a time come, send a letter to your Congress to let them know that this man needs to be doing more shows. Okay? On all the platforms, on all the venues. Okay? Well, thank you guys for listening this week. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>